Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Yes, it is the 30-something movie podcast. This is your host, John Reed, and um, I am here to bring you into the third and final of our movie music episodes. We uh, Originally, it was going to be with our special 150th episode. We are going to do our favorite movie music of all time. We talked for a really long time, so that got broke up into three separate episodes, hence the reason why we are finishing episode number 150 on episode number 152. So, uh, if you are here because you were looking for 80s movie goodness, don't worry about it. We talk about some 80 movies, 80s movies in these episodes. Uh, But if you're here looking for the 80s movies, because we are the 30-something movie podcast, that means we are looking at movies that are 30 years, I almost said 80 years old. Um, That would be interesting. 30 years old uh, movies that came out currently since it's 2017. We are looking at movies from 1987. So if you're looking for that a few days after this episode uh, comes out in your podcast feed, we will be getting back to batteries not included will be our next uh, episode number 153. So if you're looking for that, and if you're looking for 80s horror movies from especially 1987, we got those coming up in October. Um, But yeah, so if you're looking for the 80s stuff that is coming very, very soon. But uh, this is finishing off our kind of special 150th on movie music. If you want to get in touch with us, leave us some feedback, uh, talk about, you know, continue the conversation, some of the movies that we've talked about, or maybe some of the music we talked about. um, Please drop us a line, we would love to hear from you we have a voicemail line twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff email uh, so however you want to get in touch with us go to 30podcast.com and from that landing page our website you can get all of our different social media accounts and get in touch with, with us that way so without further ado here's jeff here's pat here's myself cue the music Okay, so let's then jump on into, I think our next one here is going to be our favorite action sci-fi adventure scores. Uh, So let me, I'll read down Bo's list again real quick. He had, and some of these overlap with other ones that we've got too. Um, I think most of us had his first three, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings, and Back to the Future. Um, He also had Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Batman. Uh, Jeff, do you want to go ahead and do yours? So yeah, I'll go. I'll start with uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, Spared no expense on that score. Oh, the the, the music is (laughs) Mm -hmm. bloody brilliant. Mm -hmm. I tell you. Um, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. I have Magnificent Seven. uh, Pirates. Raiders. and I mean, kind of lived the whole trilogy, but really specifically, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I was 
reading something the other day where somebody complained at how much the Raiders theme was reused throughout the movie. Like, what are you complaining about? Somebody had too much time on his hands. Yeah. Or her hands. Right. You know, it'd be like complaining. It'd be like debating whether or not Blues Brothers is a musical. So the last one on the list <laughs> is um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I still need to see that movie. I'm going to let you borrow that movie. Okay. I have it on DVD, I think. seen that movie many 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 times with no sound next to work in a movie theater in the projection oh, booth i was gonna say are you and i was working aesthetic yeah, lifestyle yeah. um i was working in the movie theater when that it's movie came out read over here yeah and uh i would always like i'd have to check through the window to make sure the movie is running fine or if i didn't have anything else to do i might sit and like watch it for a few minutes but for the most part i probably saw that movie several times but with no sound so i know what's going on visually but so great mm-hmm. so fun is that okay. it's 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 and I've, I've never seen it from beginning to end it's got all the pulp yeah. and uh cereal okay from like the, I, the 40s and 50s i always felt like i would like it because of how much i like rocketeer yeah 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 the uh, the theme song is great the, the whole soundtrack is mm-hmm. is great great use of over the rainbow in that movie actually okay now that i think about it um yeah I will. Uh, I have the movie on Blu-ray. I think I got rid of my DVD copy. Sorry, Pat. Fine, but I uh, I can lend that to you, John. Okay. If you want, we'll like that. to experience the movie in order with sound. Oh, you just said somewhere over the rainbow, and then it made me think of Wizard of Oz songs. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because oh, we believe mm-hmm. in torture. But yeah, okay. so that's yeah. my uh, that's the list I was able to. Okay, I'll be curious to hear one. the soundtrack to that since I've never heard the sound of it. I would be curious to hear the soundtrack because you had that on your list. It was like, oh, I don't, I don't know that I would have thought of I mean, it's, it's, that movie I, being on a list of favorite. So I don't know how to describe a lot of the music, but mm-hmm. it, it's just got that uh, that the great the exciting feel, mm-hmm. um, a lot of horns. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably similar to probably similar to the Rocketeer soundtrack too. Probably. A lot of horns, a lot of a lot of the more kind of thirties, forties sound to it. Cool. Who okay. wrote the music for that? You know what? I don't know. Actually, I'm gonna have to look that up. Okay. While you're you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and starting on my list. Um, Edward had, Shermer. Hmm. Huh. What else has he done? I have no idea. I don't even recognize the name. I like it though. Just steal a line from the Rocketeer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I have on mine Back to the Future. Great score. Uh, Lord of the Rings. And I try, for some of these, I tried to put in ones that I hadn't put in other categories. So I don't have Star Wars. I have one Star Wars movie in here, uh, but I don't have the Star Wars soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that on my favorites of all time. Um, Lord of the Rings, love. Um, and I'm trying to think which one is my favorite. I don't know. Of all the movies, are you guys going to get into a fight? <laughs> Are you going to a fight? I want you. I want you to get into a fight. Fight, fight for fight. me. Fight. <laughs> dance, monkey dance. Um, dance, magic dance. That too. That's actually coming up next on my list. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think Lord of the Rings. If, like, can I can can I narrow it down to one of the movies? No. My favorite Lord of the Rings movie is the Two Towers. But I was trying to decide: Do I like the music of Two Towers any better than I like Fellowship of the Ring? Jeff corrected me and reminded me that I did not have Labyrinth on any of my lists. Uh, I did. I, I made an adjustment because I was going to put Labyrinth somewhere. Um, but then I was like, mm, you know what? I, I think it needs to go into uh, favorite action sci-fi adventure movies. Definitely Labyrinth, because just every every song from that movie, like, I listen to that soundtrack pretty regularly, and um, I, I think I was the cause of a whole bunch of people going, there was probably a spike in iTunes sales when I showed that in my class one year. Give me money as a babe, babe with the power. We had a whole bunch of kids in class then go download that song from iTunes. I remember, and they uh-huh. came in the next day singing mm-hmm. it word for word. Like it was yep. that's awesome. awesome. They're singing it on the bus. They were telling me, yep. like, that's awesome. I wanted to write a letter and be like, Apple, I, you might owe me some residuals here because yes. I, I helped you. That and the song uh, Chicken Train by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I, I don't know why. I played it in class one time, and some of the kids thought it was so weird that in uh, one of our PE teachers, it was uh, Swanson's class for our PE teachers, they had to, the kids had to make up a dance based on a, a piece of music that they used, and a, a group of boys in my class chose to use the song Chicken Train by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils to make up their class. Somebody, okay. somebody working for iTunes was probably like, Nobody's downloaded this song and ever. ever since we started. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of people downloading it. So um, I'm, I'm looking through this guy's work. Yeah, what's he done? Um, this is, what's his name again? Ed, Edward, Edward Schirmer. Schirmer? Schirmer. Schirmer. Okay. Um, 82 composing credits. Hmm. Nothing really stands out too much. Okay. Um, I think some notable titles would be, uh, let's see. Cruel Intentions. Okay. Which now I'm going to add it on to best use of or great use of a song in a movie. Um, Bittersweet Symphony from the end of Cruel Intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great song, great use of it. Um, Blue Streak, Jacob the Liar. 
Okay, so uh, Charlie's Angels, Miss Congeniality, according, according to this, he was an assistant to Michael Kamen, or Common, however you say it, um, on License to Kill, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Um, so he worked on some of those movies as an assistant to the composer. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, I, I like the uh, I like the Sky Captain theme, so. Mm-hmm. Borrow that. I'm going to borrow that movie. I totally want to watch that movie right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, after you watch Moulin Rouge, and then Sky Captain, and then Casablanca again, and then... And then Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam, and yeah. I'm going to be busy tonight. Um, so, um, Labyrinth, like I said, Labyrinth on the list. Um, Fight Club. Fight Club I did put on the list because it belongs th- there. It, it just it belongs there. I love that movie. I love that movie. And I think because that music is so different than anything else I listen to, it's so weird. Um it just I, I can it's one of those that like if the music comes on, I know exactly what scene it's from. I I know exactly what's happening in the movie. Um and I love the the Pixies song at the very end when all the buildings are collapsing, and um, you know, so that just I had to include that one on there. Um, I put on Rogue One, so I didn't put on any of the other Star Wars movies, but I did put on Rogue One because I had Star Wars on my other list, and I wanted to include Rogue One because I was impressed at how much I enjoyed the music. And I think I mentioned last night when we were recording our other part, like I was worried about Rogue One because like, okay, it's not John Williams. How's it going to sound? I mean, is he going to try to play tribute, pay tribute to John Williams? Is it going to work? How's this going to be? And knowing initially that there was a completely different composer for Rogue One and knowing that Michael Giacchino only had, I think it was maybe like six weeks to compose and record the entire thing because it was a very much a last minute deal. I was kind of worried about the music. And then when the movie came out and I, was able to hear the music with the movie. And normally with a Star Wars movie, I will try to listen to the music first before going to see the movie. And this time it was, I, I heard it as I was watching the movie. And I was I was really impressed. Um, particularly, you get to the very end of the movie and you've got that final spot where Darth Vader shows up and just starts tearing the yeah. crap out of everybody. And that whole, uh, what is the, the name of that song? Is Hope. Just that very end part. And you just the, the music just builds there and he's just, Cutting people in half, and um, the last one on my list is Superman. I could not go with a music movie list and not include the Superman, the original, the original Superman. Uh-huh. And and what's funny is Labyrinth. Well, before Labyrinth was on my list, I actually had the Superman soundtrack on here, and where Labyrinth was, I had Man of Steel because I really, really like the Man of Steel soundtrack. But then when you reminded me, you're like, you don't have Labyrinth anywhere. I don't have. All right, well, I'll put Man of Steel in my honorable mention section, and we'll make John sure that to make a choice. I know. Superman, Superman is the Superman theme. That's is a great, great. Mm-hmm. What power does that have? And mm-hmm. it's funny because I uh, listened to, or I watched uh, Superman Returns, the one where he comes mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And they put that in there, and that yeah. one, I, I, I think they, I think, well, we're getting off that. I'm getting off mm-hmm. on the tangent, but it's like 
It had a little bit of a darker overtone than the other ones mm-hmm. did. I mean, it, it just, I mean, Lex Luthor, Kevin Spacey played him perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, it was just a little darker. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was, but just when he comes back and he's, I think he's lifting up the asteroid or there's something, he's lifting up the Krypton Island or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he's standing there and they're playing that music. It's just like... I mean, you know it, and so you just, when you hear it, you kind mm-hmm. of, you've heard it so much, you kind of forget the power of it. Yeah. And it's just, wow, that theme adds so much mm-hmm. to that character. That's and even, so cool. maybe even more, so, well, I don't want to say more so, but even more so, maybe more so than the Superman theme itself is the Planet Krypton theme. Like, I, I love that piece of music. And I, I, I don't want to say more so than the Superman theme, because that's an awesome piece of music. Mm-hmm. But I can play that, the... Dun 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 dun. When you when you're seeing Krypton for the first time, and it's, I that piece of music I could just I could play that over and over and over again, and never get tired of it. Yeah, that Superman theme, on uh, you know again John Williams goes, you know to brilliant levels because he ties in the love theme from mm-hmm. from the Superman movie mm-hmm. as well. The uh, Can You Read My Mind? And then it goes right back into the Superman theme, like it seamless. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's just genius. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the video of it was like two kids? This came out within the last couple of years. Two kids are playing a song, playing one of his tunes, like outside of his house. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he opens the door, and he's just like, "Nice job!" And he comes out and yeah. shakes their hands. That's cool. Oh my god! I remember seeing like, that. Like I, I poop myself. I, it made me want to learn to play an instrument. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe you want to learn to stalk John Williams. There you go. I'm realizing that this makes me sound like a complete slacker. (laughs) I'm unwilling to exercise or run. I don't know how to play an instrument. What do you do? I don't do anything. Well, you got everybody a Chromebook today. That wasn't even even me. I just stood there and played music and sang songs to try to keep everybody entertained. Well, I think you're selling yourself short. Well, Nancy, I'm short too. Thanks for bringing that up. And fat. And fat, too. Great. Thanks, thanks, a lot. thanks a lot, Pat. Yeah, thanks a lot. I do what Way I to can. That. Way yeah. to throw that Wow. I, I do what I can. I do what I can. All right, Pat, talk about Fine, your Fine, do your scores. list, Pat. I'll do my list. You suck. Pirates, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean sucks. I'm glad we don't uh, aren't doing this for a third day, because that would just become violent. Uh-huh. So why is this on your list? Because <laughs> shut up. Because I'm going to punch you. Shut up. you're both That's idiots. Why. Shut up. I want you to look right no. here. I broke my list on my elbow. Um, getting a little salty here. Mm. A little salty. A little salty. So Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. We've discussed this thing inside and out. Mm-hmm. Great, great music. And, um, you know, I feel bad because I think all of the sequels have kind of ruined how awesome the first one is. And I, have we, I think we've had this discussion. I don't know if, if there's other... I don't know if we have, but I we need to agree it. with you. I it's, agree. It's just... <laughs> 
I don't want to watch any other movie than the first one. Yeah, and I just want to keep going back and keep watching. I, I don't and think I, do. I have seen after the second. Maybe I saw the third. I saw the third one. I was like, this is just yeah, done. The second one was bad. Yeah. And the third one, I think I watched it and I was like, eh. And I don't think I, I don't even know how many there are now. Are there five or six? Five. five? Okay. Yeah. And they're making a new one, aren't they? Yeah. They're doing another new one. And I, I just, yeah. it's not my place to say and, and, and all that. Mervid is my place to no, say. I don't know. But the first you're movie. You're on a podcast. You can say whatever you want. The first movie was great. And I think mm-hmm. that it's not just a, hey, the first one was pretty good, but forget about the rest. No, the first, the first one was great. great. And the music just added so much. Okay. Uh, the other one on there, Lord of the Rings, you talked about yes. it. I mean, it's just full with iconic themes and, and just bringing that whole thing to life. Um, so, man, but boy, did I just give that music the brush over. Yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> but, just uh, yeah, but I know we discussed it, so I, I just think just this huge, Allow me to gloss over something that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, this fantasy epic, and yeah. it the music brought it to life. Mm-hmm. The, the music really did. Um I've also got Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I tried to, that was my contribution of, okay, I'm going to only list one movie in the series and mm-hmm. not all of them. Um, why that one? I'm very intrigued. Because, um, shoot, why'd you do that, Jeff? <laughs> Sorry, I've just, I was, I've been looking at that since, since you had that list filled in. I'm like, it became very specific. Out of the eight movies, it's a very specific okay. choice. I'm just you curious. Know, you're interested in interesting, in interesting, okay. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, because I absolutely love uh, two things that are on that soundtrack. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes. That's yes. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just that opening. Cool. That's cool. And then also, when Harry rides the one beast in Hagrid's class, what was that called? Buckbeak. Buckbeak. The Gryffindor? No, not the Gryffindor. That's his house. The What's that animal called? I don't remember. Okay, but, but when I know what you're talking about. But when Harry rides Buckbeak, and it starts with um, those drums, that that that, that this awesome drum thing, and then it just explodes into this melody that's just free and sweeping, and um, right as Buckbeak takes off and flies through the air, and I, that music just represents it so well, and just all the excitement of something that's going to happen, and like this animal running across the ground, and then it just flies out, you know, in, into the air. And um, we were talking about this the other day. I, I just, uh, you know, anytime I get a chance to fly on a plane, it's very exciting. And I mean, I can't imagine what riding on the back of a magical flying animal would be like. Um, but just, it's the same thing. Like you're, you know, you, you're heading down. Pardon me? John could show you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I was gonna, um, but it's just, I can it's imagine. the one thing I can do. <laughs> I imagine that it's like that. You know, the plane rolling down the runway, building up speed, and then all of a sudden, bam, you take off into the air, and it's just that that's a, that awesome feeling. Um, and and that, that, that's kind of captured there. And so okay. I guess that's why it's that movie. But 
darn you to heck, Jeff. Um, the uh, the the first Harry Potter you when they all elf. Mm. when they all go into the uh, Quidditch match for the first time, you get that bump, 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 bump. Yeah, like that march. Yeah, that march. It's just like, and they're all kind of slacking in there. It's just like, oh, that's cool. But you know, I'm gonna stick with my early thing. I think that that movie just really had some cool. Pieces and touches in there, and it was Harry Ride's Buckbeak. That was that was pretty slick. That conversation just made me think of uh, Flight to Neverland from Hook. Okay, when, uh, when, yes. he, when he first goes, when he first yes. flies, yes, just like it's so freeing. Yeah, just. Everything is, is anything you want to do, you can now do. Yeah. So, were you just curious about why I picked Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. Or what, I, I, were no, there other no, Harry Potter of, ones that. Out, out, of all, out of the entire Harry Potter series, I was I thought that was a very specific yeah. choice. And I was just curious as to why that soundtrack over the others. The yeah. And I want to say that was the last one Williams did. I think someone else picked it up after that. That could be. I think. So, anyways, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, let's see, Magnificent Seven. We spoke about that one last night. Yeah. Yeah. That's just yep. great music. And yep. I told my story about watching the the remake and I fell asleep and I did you yeah. remember that I told last night? And I mean the theme made that whole movie awesome. Oh wait, no, I'm just listening to the theme. Never mind. Right. And, um, and you having the, the, the band play last year was Oh just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was happier than a pig in poop, man. Yeah, I tell it was, you, like it was and that the was kids great. and the kids dug it and the music Drove the kid like kids were coming back. Mr. C, I watched it over the weekend. Which one? The old one. It was awesome. The original one. Yeah, we watched it with my dad. My dad said it was great. You know, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so um, that was pretty cool. Introducing kids to classics. Yes, that's what you do, Patrick. Yeah, that's that's what we do. We did that one together. Yes. Um, and John, I watched. John was <laughs> nearby in case John filmed something um, happened. So Magnificent Seven. Okay, uh, someone extended the list. So no, 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 no. Back up for a second, though. But you did not like the new Magnificent Seven, Magnificent Seven at all. I know you weren't a big fan of it. Like I haven't know. seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, based on oh, okay. Patrick's response, I, I was, just didn't want to. I okay. was like, because I I enjoyed it. Okay, then I but need now to go I, back and but watch I, it. I have not. I, the original Magnificent Seven, I still have never seen all the way through. Okay, so I still need to go watch the original. But I didn't. I, I didn't. Didn't. Okay, that. then I will give. I can let you borrow that one too. Okay. I will give the new Magnificent. You know what? I no, I have it. Yeah. It's sitting in my basement. It was one of my dad's DVDs, and I just inherited it. So I, I, I will yeah. give the new Magnificent Seven another shot. And okay. I want to go on the record, like I was saying last night, when I was watching it, I just I fell into the trap of the high expectations, and I was mm-hmm. just kind of watching it and like, okay. And then that's when I said I was falling asleep. Nothing okay. was really, and and so I don't want to misrepresent. I'm not I'm not giving it the Pearl Harbor treatment. When, and maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't have high expectations because I wasn't. I hadn't watched the original. All the way through, yeah. so I think I was just going into it as eh, we'll just we'll treat this like a, a fun western movie. Yeah, and and you know what? Well, given my proclivity for you mm-hmm. know watching fun movies where explosions mm-hmm. and all that happen, I'm sure if I rewatch it, yeah. I think what I was what I, and in telling my story, did you I fall was, asleep during part of it? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so you slept through the motorcycle chase. I, I yeah exactly, <laughs> but I think what I was trying to do was just. Um, and I, I tried to oversell I'm just, I'm it. Trying to encourage him to watch it again, oh, okay. maybe he'll like it. I tried to oversell that it was. 
Okay, this is okay. It's not yeah, the same it's... as the motorcycle chase in the original. <sighs> but when the sound, but when the theme came out, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Is yeah, the yeah. theme made me just go, "This right. is awesome!" Yeah. And no, it's just the theme is awesome. The movie was was yeah. good. So. Yeah. Okay. Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. Awesome yeah. soundtrack. I mean, that's just big, historical, sweeping epic. Big, historical, epic, sweeping yeah, soundtrack. Absolutely. And Lawrence rode a motorcycle, so mm-hmm. a brass superior. So um, that leaves, okay, Dunkirk, and I just have to say that that is my favorite movie I've ever seen. shocked to be saying this but I walked out of that movie just completely blown away all levels all facets it doesn't it doesn't hurt that you know it featured supermarine spitfires and all that kind of thing but um, I just thought Dunkirk was amazing interestingly though the music in it uh, uh, Hans Zimmer it's not filled with tons of thematic material it's more of kind of the stuff that I sort of struggle with where it's more just kind of like background, background kind of noise, stuff yeah. and, and I don't want to say background noise and yeah, diss yeah, it yeah. it's very well done mm-hmm. but I, I don't normally it's more like mood music yeah I don't necessarily go to that but this mm-hmm. it worked so well mm-hmm. with what was happening on screen I, I go back and listen to it and it's um, um, he did some very cool things with electronics I mean it was like he had some I hate to say real instrument but acoustic instruments but then he would use like electronic treatments by looping them, like the sounds. Okay. He actually used um, Christopher Nolan's watch. And if you see the movie, you'll mm. understand why a clicking watch is so important okay. to it. But he, he, he used, he, he ran Christopher Nolan's like stopwatch mm. or like pocket watch through a synthesizer for the sound effects. Okay. Uh, for the soundtrack, uh, for a sound effect in the soundtrack. And at the very end, and boy, I got to be careful with spoilers. But at the very end, it's got um, Edward Elgar wrote something called the Enigma Variations. It's okay. considered like, you know, British pride, like awesome mm-hmm. music. And one of them is called Nimrod. And Nimrod is one of the most beautiful themes of all time. And he uses the Nimrod theme in the movie. And it's just amazing. And so, you know, you ask for thematic material. It's like you wait for so long and then you get this. And what was happening in the movie and and it just was, it was just beautiful. And that was the part that I was jokingly saying, you know, like when you fall asleep, you snore and kind of wake yourself mm-hmm. up. I was very emotional at the end of that. And I think mm-hmm. I said in the podcast, I started crying and then I kind of went, <gasps> I kind of had a sob and I was like, oh God, I can't believe I'm really doing this. I'm glad the movie's so loud. But it was just... It was like the heavens opening up and you just hear this, uh, 
uh, Nimrod theme mm-hmm. come out, and uh, it wow, it was it it just really that whole movie just worked so well. So, anyways, that's the list. All right, um, next category we got is favorite dramatic score. Uh, Bo had on his list Godfather, Amadeus, Schindler's List, Glory, and Jaws. Um, so starting with Saving Private Ryan. And it, it's the theme from Saving Private Ryan is a beautiful combination of instrument and voice. And, um, and the manipulation of both instrument and voice. That that song is incredible, mm-hmm. very emotional. Yeah. And then when you start taking images from the movie, and you start combining that with what you're hearing, it, it you, you have to be ready for that. I, you know, and it's interesting because when Saving Private Ryan came out, everything, every other World War II uh, movie leading up to that was um, the uh, every other World War II movie leading up to that was almost more in the vein of like uh, um, the John Wayne movies I think that, that I mean and please correct me if I'm wrong but that seemed to be the first movie that really gave a, a very a very uh, visually shocking visually punchy in the gut kind of view of the Second World War I mean am I am I wrong with that because we've been talking about the Vietnam movies mm-hmm. and you know then the, the ones with World War Two, well, we won, so everything was dun, 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 over there, and everything's good. Even that classic of um, the Longest Day, classic mm-hmm. movie, you don't have that visual impact that you do of the Second World War movies, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or, or that, that you do of Saving Private Ryan. I thought the theme, the way they wrote that, um, the way they wrote that uh, theme was so good because, like you said, Jeff, it's 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 haunting and it's simple. And it, it just brings out, they would show images, okay? And you remember how they kind of zoom in, the old guy's walking, and they kind of zoom in on his eyes. And then the next thing, all you see is waves crashing on the beach. And then, you know, just things sitting there, and then those boats going. And it's it, and you could tell just the look of the movie. It's grittier, and then all of a sudden those, well, the movie proceeds from there. You don't need me to recap for two and a half hours. <laughs> but I think that that theme was just very simple in the way it, it was kind of like, it was like through the music they said, "Hey, people, this this wasn't just happy and happy fun time." And yeah, we lost a lot of good men, but by golly, we you know kept going. I mean, it was a very uh, traumatic experience. Anyways, yeah, so I agree, man. Sorry, um, no, it's fine. Um, I also <laughs> sorry. I also have on here uh, "Great Escape." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm going to do a. A tangent off of Great Escape and say Bridge on the River Kwai. That's mm. another great, right. yeah. yeah, another great soundtrack. Uh, dramatic score. Um, Godfather. So rich mm-hmm. that music. Have you ever heard Slash's version of the Godfather theme? Yeah, on guitar. Oh man, that's it's incredible. 
Um, I've heard the recording of it, but then when I got to see him in Chicago last year, last summer. When live, did you do it at that concert? Yes. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I um I don't slash doing the Godfather slash thing. the guitarist yeah. from Guns N' Roses. Roses. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Slash, but he did the Godfather thing. Yes. Yeah. He play, a lot of that, he'll play it when he's in concerts. I mean, he'll just kind of like and, and like the crowd is the crowd wants it. Like and cool. as soon as he starts playing it, they people just go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> North by Northwest, and I, I also put Rear Window on here. Um, but you know all of the all of the Hitchcock mm-hmm. soundtracks. You know, and so I've been doing a little bit of research here. And the guy that did North by Northwest, his name is Bernard Herman. Compositions that he's done. Uh, other notable movies include Citizen Kane. Mm. Um, he did Psycho, um, Vertigo. He kind of did the Hitchcock movies. Yeah, he did Cape mm-hmm. Fear. Um, so I mean, but I mean the. The music and suspense movie does so much for it that if it's done wrong, you're killing your film. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in all the Hitchcock films, the music is almost another character, kind of like we talked about with. Um, he did Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, when we talked about um, the Untouchables, yeah, and Morricone's score for the for the Untouchables, and how that music became its own character. I feel like the, the, the music in a, in a Hitchcock movie is almost its own subtle character. And it's one of those, you don't realize how much it's affecting you while you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you try to watch a Hitchcock movie without the sound on, you're, you're missing so much of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can also agree with... Uh, you know, some of Bo's list too. I mean, Jaws, and you know, and, and Pat, I'll let you go into depth on the Glory score, but I mean, those are just great, great pieces as well. What, what, the Glory in that, or you, you're saying? I mean, I, I don't have Glory or oh, Jaws right. on my list, but I saw them on Bo's, and right. Um, you know, Jaws, again, Jaws is, is so great, and how well that music was 
was manipulated throughout the movie and uh, really messed with your, the movie goers. Um, and then Glory is, is beautiful music, but mm -hmm. you have that on your list, so I'll let you, uh, you dive into that one uh, when we get to that. But, I mean, you know, again... I, I, hijack, I hijack Saving Private Ryan on you, so you feel <laughs> free to talk about Glory I mean, for me. Like, you know, like I said last night, these lists are just ebbing and flowing mm -hmm. all the time. None of this is static. It's all, <clears throat> yeah. it's all changing all the time. So, you know, ask me next week and I'm going to have a different list for you. Mm. Ask me tomorrow and I'll probably yeah. have a different list for you. John? So, yeah, so for mine here, I put, uh, I had Amadeus and I, if anybody goes back and listens to the episode we did on that movie, you know, I just get very excited about this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, and just how much of his music it features throughout. And I know it's cliche to say that the music is another character in the movie, but I, it really is another character in that movie. Played by Glow. Boring. <laughs> another! Bendel. No. I don't like him. Another one! Play Salieri. Now that is a challenge. Ah. That is a challenge. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> transition from scenes in, in Amadeus's life to him conducting something or, or um, you know composing a new piece of music and it, it just it shows where he gets the inspiration uh, so Amadeus uh, Schindler's List actually the next two are on my list because of how much I love violin music um, Schindler's List just a, a great a great score um, love the violin in that as uh, Itzhak Perlman is in that um, the Red Violin, actually that one was not in here until just a few minutes ago because I don't think I had a fifth one on this list and I just all of a sudden realized as I was thinking about the Schindler's List and how much I loved the violin in that one, all of a sudden I'm like, Red Violin. include Red Violin. Have you guys ever seen it? Okay. It's... I don't know if the movie won any awards. The soundtrack did. Um, it's The basic story of it is you see this violin... Uh, it it kind of starts with Samuel L. Jackson is in the present day. And he is... Uh, he's trying to... It's been years since I've seen it, so I'm probably going to get the, the story a little mixed up. He is trying to uh, purchase this violin at an auction. So he's on his way to this auction to purchase this violin. And what happens is it then flashes back to when this violin was first built, uh, the guy who first builds this. And then for the rest of the movie, you kind of go back and forth between Samuel Jackson at the auction house getting ready to bid on this violin. And then it keeps flashing back to the life of this violin over the course of, what is it, maybe 200 years. Um, and, and it's just outstanding. And this violin goes from... Um, 
you know, I think it goes from like Italy to a, a monastery somewhere, and then it ends up in either like Germany or England, or, and then it ends up in, in China during the revolution. And, and so you get to hear, not only do you see the, the life of this violin as it travels across the world and through time, but then you get bits and pieces of, you know, how each country brings their own flavor to the violin. And you get to hear all kinds of different examples of violin music from from all the different all these different cultures. Um, and then what's great is you get to the part where he's he's trying to buy this auction, uh, buy the violin at auction, and you see that other people that are bidding against him are either like descendants of people that had owned it in the past, or somebody who's affiliated with the monastery that it was originally at. Um, and so that kind of all ties together in the end. And I don't know, I mean, I just, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I loved the music so much. I don't know that I can objectively say whether the movie is an amazing movie. I really like it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's just that I really like it because I really like how the music plays into it and just how unique of a story it seemed to me when I first watched it. Right. Um, and it's Sam Jackson. And I'm, I always enjoy a good Sam Jackson. And I don't think he's screaming in this movie. I'm sick and tired of these MF and violins. I don't know anything about music. Or running. Um, Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. I did add Braveheart on here um, just because it's Scotland. I feel like I have to. Anything with bagpipes, I need to throw in there. Um, and uh, Gladiator. I had to throw Gladiator into it just because I think we talked a little bit about Gladiator last night. Yeah. I believe that was one of your father's favorite movies, too. Yes. Right? Gladiator? Yeah. So. so, yep. So that's my list. So your conversation about uh, violin music. Mm-hmm. Had me thinking again, and did it cause you to change your list? Or? No, no. Okay. But um, you know, I'm straying away yeah. from movies back into TV just a little bit. That's fine. Back to the West Wing. Okay. Season two. Okay. Episode ten. Okay. Noel. Ah. When Josh has his breakthrough and uh-huh. Yo-Yo Ma is performing at the White House, mm-hmm. playing uh, box cello suite number one. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. Beautifully played by Yo-Yo Ma. Beautifully used within the context of that episode mm-hmm. and just how the song ends with Josh coming to the realization that he does and the breakthrough that he has and the song's done and huh yeah. ta-da yeah oh, so great anyway we Patrick to oh, jump yes. jump back for a second with the the Braveheart stuff too because anything with bagpipes I absolutely love um, we've been watching Outlander the TV show which has been really really good but just, and then that, again, because it takes place in Scotland, just getting all kinds of good traditional Scottish music, bag, bagpipe stuff. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, I'm going to jump and throw this in. Yeah, um, Did you, uh, you saw We Were Soldiers, right? Do you love him? He's got I, bagpipes. No, that, no. <laughs> you said anything with well, bagpipes. Well, I know, and not bothers. anything, not Fat Bastard from <laughs> here, here's, here's, Austin Powers. Here's bag. This is the opening for uh, Sergeant McKenzie's. This, this, this song hits with... It's been a long time. Right. I've only seen it once, and it's been years. I think it was when it first came yeah. out, but I yeah, I remember that piece though. And we'll go a little bit, and then I won't play like all yeah. four minutes for you guys. But yeah, yeah. Just, this transition, because then it, it falls to the drone, 
and then he starts singing. So no, I, I think, and I think I've made it pretty clear that I am, I have no shame when it comes to like if music makes me things. cry. Well, a lot of things too, but but like being willing to shed a tear when music is played in it. And I remember when my dad passed away. I remember we were kind of we were kind of like trying to plan everything. We're like, okay, well, we got to get everything ready for the funeral, and you know, I was gonna you know write up something and, and speak. Because nobody else really wanted to, they're like, I don't think I can talk. I can't do it. So, so I wrote up a little thing, and and I was just trying to like something clicked in my head, and I'm like, you know what? We can play. We can play like Amazing Grace. We can do all this other stuff at the funeral. And something clicked in my head. And I'm like, Dad would have loved it if there was actually a bagpiper at his funeral. Like he would, he would just if he wasn't already gone, he'd die. He would be that happy. And so I really quickly looked it up, and there was a guy who had been featured on like the news down in Southwest Missouri as being like a, a really good bagpiper that would go to events and things like that. And I called the guy right away, and I'm like, "I, I need you on this date. I, I don't care what I have to. I don't care what we have to pay. I need you there." And so we actually got the guy to come, and he played. He played a couple of different songs, and he, I, I knew the moment. I was like, "And and I know this is kind of you probably get asked to play this all the time, but I, I need you to play Amazing Grace." And he's like, "Yeah, no, no, no problem." And he did. Not a not a dry eye in the house. Yeah. It was amazing. Cool. Yeah. Anything with bagpipes except Bad Bastard. Bad Bastard. Well, it's check like looking out. Looking in the mirror, isn't yeah, it? Well, you know. So, so, so uh, check that out and then check the guys out that did it because they're like a, tr- a traditional Scottish Only if it's band. a mirror with your face painted on it. Too late. Too late for your face? You're right. No, too late for your insult. Oh. It's way too long. It's never too late. No, that was too late. Really? Pat was making a point. Oh. Go ahead. I was just saying, I don't want to get in the way of this, guys. I'm going to just sit back and, you know. But uh, check the band out that did that to them. Because they have have this website, and it's just all hardcore, traditional Mm -hmm. Scottish. What's the name of the band? You know what? I would need to look that up. I was going to say that because I was going to ask because I I wanted to put you on the spot. Because Jeff's done that all night. You can feel free to put me on the spot, and I will see. While you look that up, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw some at you guys. Do it. Have you ever seen the movie Babe? Yes. Like the Blue Ox? That'll do. No, the pig. No, that'll, oh, that'll yeah. do pig. When, I tell my when, kids that all the time. Whenever they've done something, I'm like, that'll, that'll do, do pig. <laughs> um, when Farmer Hoggett sings <clears throat> the five words. Yes. And starts dancing the jig around mm-hmm. the living room. Yeah. Great use of music. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's it's clan and drummer. You'd have to tell me how to say that in Scottish. But that's the name of it. I, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Keep it tribal. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of their thing, and it's like just Scottish drums and yeah. um, Scottish drums and and bagpipes. So. All right, Patrick. All right. Your list. Glory. Um, so Jeff, you feel free to I hijacked your save the Saving Private Ryan thing. I'm sorry, but Glory, just just very, you know, militaristic themes, but 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 really just added a lot of. Uh, power to the movie. 
I really liked especially the um, vocal. You know, they'd have the little choir kind of, or not, maybe it wasn't so little, but they'd have the choir parts in there as well. And I really thought that added a lot to it. Um, especially, I'll always remember that last one when they had to take the fort. Um, and the 54th Massachusetts volunteered, you know, and, and uh, they're charging across that beach. And um, it's building up. And I, I don't know what it sounds like, but the, the music, it's just very... Very brutal, very um, prim not primitive, primitive is the wrong word, but it was uh, very brutal sounding music. And it's when they're charging up and they wait till nightfall, nightfall and uh, Robert Goldshaw stands up to try and get him to charge up the hill. And then he gets fallen. So then um, whatever, the guy that was uh, Carrie Elvis, Elvis the, the second in command leads them and they're charging through the fort and there's chimes going and, and the music is building and there's these... these um, like I said, just very repetitive kind of themes that um, just put a lot of emotional punch in there. I, I really like the Glory soundtrack. I think it just adds to all facets of the movie. glorifies these these soldiers that went off to fight and it it really adds a lot to the battle scenes and the soundtrack is very cool is when they're in the um uh, <clears throat> when he's walking around and it shows the uh african soldier african-american soldiers the night before the battle and they're singing that oh my lord 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 i still put that on and talk to the students about how um, and that was a horrible rendition of mine, but I talked to my students about that's like the early blues. I mean, that's where blues and mm -hmm. jazz, all of that came from. You're hearing it there. It's got that blues sound. It's it's kind mm -hmm. of like a spiritual slash work song type thing going on. It's improvised. They're going around. They, there's a there's a set, you know, all the things that grew into jazz music and blues music and all that. Mm -hmm. It's right there in the movie. And I, I thought that was, that was a very cool part of it. Uh, Patton, <clears throat> a great... A great theme, you know, uh, um, great soundtrack, and um, just, you know, has to go on my list because every time I hear the music, it's like, oh, yeah, that's Patton. Maybe kind of the same you felt with, Jeff, with Bridge on the River Kwai. You know, you hear those themes, and it's just that there's only one movie that could be. Yeah. Um, uh, Master and Commander, just, just a, a really cool soundtrack and a lot of different facets of it, especially because in the books and then in the movie – the the, the um, captain and the doctor uh, are always playing duets together, and that's how they meet in the books, at least at a classical music concert or recital. And um, so the music in there, it's got everything from Bach's unaccompanied cello uh, suites to at the very end, there's this tune that uh, it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like music. music on the streets of Venice or a little night music from the streets of Venice or something like that. By Baccarini, and they're playing it, and it's it's just simple and little kind night of, music on the streets of Madrid. Yes, of Madrid. Okay, I got the country yeah. wrong. Sorry, yeah, sorry. But uh, but it's Baccarini, right? Yeah. Okay, so I knew it was an Italian composer or an Italian city or whatever. But when you play that, the end of that movie where they start going into that, and the whole ship is beating off the, the battle, and the, the the thing starts. The <laughs> 
Beating the drum to go to general court. There's no recovery. <laughs> so the, the, you know when you're out at sea for a really long time. The whole, the, <laughs> the whole ship. Beating off. The whole ship was it? Yeah, the, the, the entire ship. All of them. You know, I'll tell you what. If I was going into battle and my and, and the enemy was all beating off at once, I might. <laughs> this is what happens when we do podcasts for four hours. Oh my god. Okay. So no, that was a different movie where everybody but the drums were beating them to uh general quarters and they were playing that song. I'm sorry. I oh. I, I had to look oh at my god. I'm like, did you do it here? <laughs> and then it was like oh. when you looked, I saw the look at her face, it was like what did I just say? What and did I think? And the poor guy in the crow's nest didn't get the memo. <laughs> well, you don't. What do you guys? Do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's up top. Well, could you imagine the guy down in the hole? Nah, that's true. Oh man, swabbing the poop deck. Yeah. Oh. God, not one piece of toast. Anyway, I'm a poop deck, Lois. I pooped there. So, master and commander. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, what else is on the list? Mo Better Blues. Mm. You guys ever see that movie? Mm-mm. I think we're going to do that in a couple of years. Spike Lee. Yeah. It's a story about jazz musicians. Film. You, you sent us a text message like a couple of months ago, and you're like, when we talk about this, I got to talk about like the trumpet in Mo Better Blues. It's like the best. And the, Did yeah. I really? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't like Batman yeah. excited? No, no, no. I was, well, I mean, you were excited. Yeah, I, oh, I, I probably just saw it, and I was like, dude, we probably. can talk about this. Okay. But it was from like, I think it was from a couple months ago. Okay. And I it was when I deleted it. No, yeah. no <laughs> when I, oh, here it is. Here it is. So we were, this is from February, so okay. more than a couple of months ago. And we had talked about doing our, um, I guess, even back then we had talked about doing the movie music thing. And so we were talking about our Moonstruck podcast we had done. And I happened to look at this last night when we were texting back and forth about the Les Mis thing, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that's a phenomenal that was awesome. video. That was awesome. Um, so the last message I have that has the two of you and me in the group is um, uh, totally, and you were much too kind in your assessment of my trumpet playing. Thank you for your kind words, but I'll bring in some recordings of some really great players. By the way, when I read this, I hear it in Pat's voice. By the way, the best trumpet movie that will fall in our purview is Mo Better Blues. Actually, a great movie I can't wait to discuss. Okay, it is. It's it's awesome. I mean, they get real jazz guys, and I mean, Denzel Washington and and Wesley Snipes. Those are the jazziest guys I know. Well, it's it's cool, and and then they overdub, like, uh, Terrence Blanchard, who did the soundtrack, and he does a lot of Spike Lee soundtracks, and they had um, Bradford Marcellus. And then, you know, they had the other... Anyways, point is, the music's great in it. I mean, just some great jazz music in it. It really added a whole lot to the movie as well. And then finally, On the Waterfront. Leonard Bernstein's only film, if you count um, West Side Story as a musical first, this was his only... To, to And I researched it. This was like the only like film that he scored the music for. And huh. I... Um, I did. I thought, oh, I want to get all of this stuff, and I, I couldn't find anything beyond 
that and West Side Story. I, hmm. Prove me wrong, please, because I want to listen to more Leonard That's Bernstein. But yeah, he did one film. And all I'm going to say is it's... A one-hit wonder. It's, it's Leonard Bernstein. I mean, the guy is in the music history books for a reason. I mean, the guy is a phenomenal composer. I, I mean, his music is just on a higher level. And when you listen to On the Waterfront, it's just... It is so filled with with incredible melodies, incredible harmonies, the rhythms, how it all ties together. It's they have, by they have some TV movies. Okay. Like, according to IMDb, he composed a few TV movies, but other than West Side Story, On the Waterfront was the only other one he did. Okay. Well, listen to the On the Waterfront suite. The uh, have you guys seen On the Waterfront? No. It's been a very long yeah, time. It's, it's a good movie, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, as I remember, it's pretty good. It wasn't uh, what's his name from Godfather? He was like a Brandon. fighter. Yeah. Anyways, on the waterfront, Leonard Bernstein. I just can't say any more. The guy's the guy's great. That's so what are you rebelling against? What do you got? That was the mm. wild one. Okay. That was the wild one. This one is I could have been a contender. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you rebelling against, Johnny? Shit, lady. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> no, that's great. Where they got the motorcycles. That's awesome. All right. Uh, all right. So our next one is our favorite popular music soundtrack. So for this one, it was uh, soundtracks that use songs that you would have heard from like other performers. Compilation soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. Compilations. So uh, I'll read through Bo's real quick, and then we'll get on to our other ones. Um, so Bo had Swingers, Good Morning Vietnam, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, Pulp Fiction, uh, and then I think he just collected a whole bunch of Beatles ones, Magical Mystery Tour, Help, Hard Day's Night, Yellow Submarine, uh, he had American Graffiti, and he had Romeo and Juliet. He also forgot how to spell. That's true, too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm assuming that's Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. While we lay our seed from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean, from force the fatal lines of these two foes. Weird movie. I didn't mm-hmm. dig it too much. Really? Yeah. I actually like that one. Yeah. I couldn't. Okay. Like, I, my brain couldn't adjust. Okay. The way that it needed to to appreciate Shakespeare's words with the modern visual. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of the brothers. I forget. Uh, is he the one at the very beginning doing the whole "I bite do you bite your thumb at me, sir" scene at the gas station mm-hmm. when they're pointing their guns at each other? Uh, went to Libertyville. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he was actually the son of our, the son of one of the music teachers, or yeah, I forget who he's related to, but he went to Libertyville High School, graduated just a few years before I did. But yeah, he's from around here. All right. All right. Okay. You also had swingers on your list. Yeah, so money. And I had you and I had Bo, you, and Bo, on, you and Bo were being swingers together. I had swingers on my list before Bo did on uh-huh. his. I just want to point that out. Okay. Yeah, I'm so fine. money. Them, I don't fight. even know it. Them's fighting words. Um, you still need to see that movie. Mm-hmm. It's no, no, so it's so it. great. You haven't seen Swingers? No. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, and, the, and apparently, I haven't seen Master and Commander. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they're all. I don't remember that part. They're all great fishermen. <laughs> um, the. <laughs> oh my god! Heavens oh. to Betsy. <laughs> a lot okay. of a lot of semen on that boat. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh my all right. gosh! Swingers. Did that? Was that the like the? Remember how there was like that neo swing thing that came out in the late nineties? 
Like suddenly everyone wanted to swing dance again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's when you had like. <laughs> we had a swing this, dancing club in high school. Right. Okay. And yeah. I remember at, at, in college. Yeah, there was a resurgence of, mm-hmm. of swing dancing. There like was. Late 90s, early and aughts. Sinatra came back. Like everything um, just got huge again for the popular, not like just the music snobs mm-hmm. and stuff. But it, mm-hmm. And remember there were all those retro groups like the, the Cherry Pop and Daddies and the Squirrel mm-hmm. Nut Zippers mm-hmm. and yep. yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. But that this movie, I don't know. Did, did this movie kind of lead that charge? I don't, I don't know. I've never really looked into the timing mm-hmm. of the movie compared to when I can remember uh, the resurgence of swing being a popular thing. It's got to be close. Yeah. Um, but the music is is so great because you know the music all pulls from. Uh, movie came out. The, in, movie came out in '96, and according to Wikipedia, the swing revival was in the late '90s, so around about the okay. same time. So yeah, it could have helped kick that off. Although swing. Swing dancing wasn't a prominent thing in the movie. I think swingers, um, without over-sexualizing the term, I think the title refers just to that that kind of lifestyle of just being groovy, hanging out, having fun, living okay. life. Um, they actually list The Mask as being one of the first movies to kind of revive swing music. 1993. With Eric Stoltz? No, no, no. The Jim Carrey one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they messed with Eric Stoltz and How the hell does that work? How does that work? No, it was I, the Mask cartoon from the 80s was the one that did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes a little more sense. Um, yeah, music is great from yeah. Swingers. You got Dean Martin on there. Um, it's so good. It got some jazz like, tunes on there. It was almost there. like more of a bringing back the, the Rat Pack lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Then, then really then swing. swing, yeah. yeah. I mean, they do a little bit of swing dancing in the film, but definitely more Rat Pack type Pack vibe. Stuff. Okay. Um, 500 Days of Summer, great soundtrack. I mean, I, I listened to that a lot. I have that. I still have not watched it. So good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. can do no wrong. Um, Juno. That's a good soundtrack. Another, you know, another great soundtrack. Juno I like because it definitely pulled from... Um, some lesser-known groups, at least to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it introduced me to uh, to some more styles and some more groups that I was unaware of. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one, I think, is one of the <clears throat> greatest compilation soundtracks of all time, Garden State. Gold teeth and the curse for this town you know, you, you watch that film and you see how the, the music just ties in so perfectly to the, the individual scenes. Uh, you know, Zach Braff really knew what he was what he was doing with with Garden State. I was reading somewhere that he, at some point in time, I, I had heard he was diagnosed with uh, OCD, and that he has always used music to help him sit down and write, like to really guide his writing. And that cool. that a lot of people attribute the soundtrack of Garden State to him just using music to sit down and write and that just, that just kind of flowed from his writing and, and led to him using those songs as part of the soundtrack. I hope that's true because that's yeah. an awesome... Yeah. Again, I have Once. Mm-hmm. The entire soundtrack of Once is great. I mean, again, if you guys listen to it, Glenn Hansard just wails on the guitar and he's got, he's got so much raw emotion that 
in his mind as he's performing, it's coming from somewhere specific. Mm-hmm. And he applies it to the movie, but it's coming from somewhere specific. Mm-hmm. I believe he wrote a lot of the, the music in the movie as well. Then went on to inspire the Broadway show once. Um, Empire Records. The movie's a lot of fun. The soundtrack's great. And uh, I have Guardians of the Galaxy finishing mm-hmm. off my list. But I'm, you know, I'm a fan of a good compilation mm-hmm. soundtrack because you're usually going to get the best representations of genres on that sort of soundtrack. So with mine, uh, since you just mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 on, on my list. And what I've done is I've got both of those albums on my iTunes playlist, and I've, I've just dropped them into one playlist. And I just I call it my awesome, my awesome mixes, and uh, I will just play that on shuffle and just let it play whatever it feels like playing. songs, it's all classic rock, that kind of stuff, um, you know, 60s, 70s, um, and the, my kids, they just, they both, they love both of those sounds, um, and we'll play that nonstop, and so I think because of that, because of listening to those, um, when we were going on a longer tr- car trip, I was going to make a CD for the kids, and John was requesting, he's like, can you find me more songs that are like the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, so then I went into like, all right, well, let's do some 70s singer-songwriter stuff, and, and let's see what we can find him. And and he loved the the mystery CD that I made up for him. I said, I'm not going to tell you who sings this stuff. I'm just going to make you the CD, and I want you to listen to it, and you decide if you like it or not. And he and he loved it. Um, and so I, you know, those we, those are on a pretty regular rotation in in the car. Uh, remember the Titans? Great soundtrack. Yeah, brilliant soundtrack. What, beautiful soundtrack. Um, Pulp Fiction. I remember buying that soundtrack and just listening to it. Just on repeat, steadily, uh, you know, during during high school and, and college. I love you, honey bunny. Love you too. All right, everybody. This is it. No, okay. Let's start going through the entire thing. Um, Counting flowers on the wall. I just, I was just singing that. We're in gonna, my head. <laughs> oh my god. But all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry enough Are you and your friends are worried about me, I'm having lots of fun Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all Playing solitaire till dawn with the 
deck of 51 Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo Now don't tell me I think I had that on earlier today. I was dancing and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Um, let's see. Had Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Pretty Woman. And actually, I, I had not thought about the Pretty Woman soundtrack until we were talking about this the other night at the at the dinner table. And Sharon made the comment. She's like, you know what? A lot of those romantic comedies, like they have some really good soundtracks. There's some really good songs. They they do a really nice job of pulling together some uh, some pretty good compilations. So I was like, you know what? I, I actually really do like the Pretty Woman soundtrack. So I'm going to include that one on there. Um, good Morning Vietnam. I mean, we talked about that just a couple weeks ago when we had our Good Morning Vietnam episode. And I, that soundtrack is probably probably what started my, my interest and my love for classic rock stuff. And um, yeah, that's another one. I can just listen to it over and over again. And I was kind of back and forth on what was going to fill my last spot here. And Empire Records was one of mine. But um, then I saw it on your list and I was like, yeah, no, I think I got to go Empire Records. Yeah. I, there's a few others I could have put in there, but I'm like, no, it's, we got to go Empire Records. Two words. Live Tyler. <laughs> that's, yes. that's all I need to say. <laughs> anyway, Pat, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to get stuck on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> And it's <laughs> All right, so uh, well, I'm definitely not going to lead off with that one. Uh, American Graffiti. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. Put your flat rags on. Join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes. Yeah, just a, it's, I, what did you guys describe? It's a compilation. I mean, it's just a kind yeah. of best of hits of the 50s and early yeah. 60s. Yeah. And I mean, I love listening to that music growing up. And How come yours is spelled differently than both? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to let that one go. Bo was doing the European spell. That's, uh, that's it. So American Graffiti, that was great. Um, <clears throat> the, the James Brown, I always say biopic. But is everyone laughing at me? Behind I, my no, I mean I've heard reason? I've heard biopic mostly, but I've okay. heard I've heard some people say okay. Yeah, well, then either way, I've heard Pat say biopic. Yeah, I've heard him say that too. Okay, so you know, <clears throat> if <clears throat> then I will say biopic. That's fine. Give you uh, uh, the, the biopic. Yeah, the James Brown biopic. <laughs> Move on, sir. Um, get on up. It is an awesome movie with yeah. just, just features all of his music and the one that thing in the middle where they do the compilation between. Um, um, soul power and there was one other tune that it blends into I mean it just it, it really is a, it, an awesome tribute to James Brown's music so that one's great uh, Mambo Kings same thing just just chock full of you know of tour de force of um, Mambo All-Stars and um, phenomenal soundtrack with that um, Easy Rider so another kind of compilation of, of uh, uh, great oldie rock music and uh i gotta be honest as a, as, a, as a motorcyclist that has the theme so born to be wild is the theme whenever you hear that i mean maybe <laughs> other people think of other things but whenever you hear born to be wild uh that's that's the motorcycle theme that's that's like the anthem for that so um gotta put that one on there ray for the same reason that i had get on up uh there is that 
you know, what a great tribute to Ray Charles' uh, life and music. And I think Jamie Foxx sang some of it. In mm-hmm. fact, I think on the yeah. soundtrack, it's like, okay, these are originally Ray Charles. This is Jamie Foxx. And then the one that I put in just in the 11th hour here as I was talking about the other thing, uh, The Boys and Girls from County Clare. Great Irish mu- movie, chock full of Irish humor, all about um, a Cayley Man competition in Ireland. And I remember just absolutely enjoying the movie all the way through. The humor, the music is great, especially if you like Irish music. If you don't like Irish music, you'll learn to love it by the end of it. So that would be my final pick there. So I think that brings us into our honorable mentions category here. So this was kind of the the catch-all for what we didn't end up putting in some of the other categories or Mm -hmm. just we didn't have room for it somewhere else. So um, I'll read through Bose really fast, and then we can go on to to go through some of our lists um, for those of us that made lists or if you're Pat you just kind of said nah, I, can't, I can't do it I can't I'm do sorry, it I'm sorry mom I'm sorry <laughs> I remember you, you you were telling me that you're like no because if I start listing stuff I just every, need to list I'm just every, put every, every movie, movie I've ever seen yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Poe Poe I'm thinking of your Edgar Allan Poe stuff I've just renamed Bo Poe Poe Dameron is Edgar Allan Poe Dameron yeah Poe Dameron yeah, yeah. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe okay Edgar Allan Poe could be the new one uh, Forrest Gump. <clears throat> there you go. Red leather, yellow leather. On a pirate ship. Uh, Forrest Gump, Tron Legacy, Almost Famous, Batman, Garden State, High Fidelity. Um, I thought I had High Fidelity. Oh, I have it on the honorable mentions list. Uh, Train Spotting. That's another good one. Space Jam, Boogie Nights, Blues Brothers, uh, Alan Menken. I'm assuming he just means anything by Alan Menken. <laughs> I would assume. Um, I don't think there was a movie of Alan Menken, so... Uh, the Wedding Singer, Gross Point Blank, Dazed and Confused, um, and then Harold Faltermeyer. Again, I'm assuming it's just meaning anything by him. And Beverly Hills Cop. Jeff, what do you got? Well, I mean, all of mine I've managed to discuss somewhere mm-hmm. else uh, throughout, or someone else has had it on their list at some point. Um, but again, my my reasoning in creating the honorable mentions is, is, is that there's so much great music out there that while we may not particularly choose it for our specific mm-hmm. lists, you, it has to be discussed. And my example was the, the soundtrack, to, or the score from Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a sweeping epic score. Uh, you know, I, they, there was so much pressure because the movie itself was so huge. So to come up with such beautiful music for it, and then for it to be used on the Carol Burnett show, when they did the reenactment of Gone with the Wind. And if you guys have never seen that episode, it's the most hilarious thing mm-hmm. you'll find from the Carol Burnett show. One of the most hilarious mm-hmm. things you'll find from the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of joke about the music too, because the, you know, the theme the, the theme song just keeps playing again and mm-hmm. again. Every time there's, there's a lull, they just play the theme song again. But I mean, it's gorgeous music. Um, but anyway, I've got... I will say one thing that's on your list here is I had completely forgotten how much I enjoyed that movie was That Thing You Do. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. had totally forgotten about that movie until I saw that on your list. I'm like, that was another one Katie mentioned to me. Yeah. She was like, what about That Thing You Do? I was like, mm-hmm. oh. I feel like when I first saw that, it was on TV. It must have been on TV for like four days in a row. <clears throat> because it's, when I saw it, I was like, it's actually a fun movie. And then I kind of feel like I went to go watch TV again the next day and it, it was, was on there. again. And I, I, I somehow I feel like I watched it several times in a week, but I didn't own it. I've never rented it. I've never owned it. I've just seen it off of TV. But 
This is a fun movie. Fun movie and a fun soundtrack. A lot of original music, but falls great, and you know you can, you can picture it in rotation yeah. in the 1950s coming on the radio. You know, um, yeah, I just I I remember when that song, when that movie came out, and I want to say the song was released before the movie, mm-hmm. and there were it was getting a lot of radio play, but only <clears> in some <throat> places. And I want to say there was like quote-unquote controversy mm-hmm. around it because the the wonders weren't a real band right so you know should it really like be allowed on the top 100 mm-hmm. it's a good tune man yeah like people listen to it but you, know, like, you know how many how many great pieces of music came together because someone from one group and someone from another group decided mm-hmm. to jam together one right day. you know and so i don't know i i, I think that that song in particular is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole soundtrack is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and I don't know where I would put it because it's not quite a compilation album. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all original music, but it's like original pop music. Right. So I don't know, but everything else on my list was discussed uh, either by someone else, somewhere else. Um, would you put that thing you do, would you put that kind of in a category with Sing Street? That was all original, wasn't it? Kind of a similar type thing. I would only because it was original for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, the styles of music are completely right. different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking at Bo's list. Um, the almost famous soundtrack, of course. Mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. Was High Fidelity. High Fidelity is a great one. Um, the Wedding Singer is a great compilation album. Um, Rose Point Blank, you know, I mean, there's just so much great music out there from the movies that, you know, for me, I'm glad we actually stopped to finally do this episode because it's just been so great to think about the music, mm-hmm. and share how I feel about music and movies and, and how well it can work. And, uh, you know, and hearing from you guys and, and, and your thoughts and opinions on what music stands out to you so this has been this has been great for me you know it's been you know about four and a half hours <laughs> yeah it's uh i laughed i cried we punched each other you beat off on a boat <laughs> i did <laughs> no, i no, i was the rest of the boat did <laughs> yeah he was the guy in the crow's nest but anyway <laughs> john uh, yeah, so so I put in uh, for the honorable mentions again. It was the the ones that didn't quite make it into some of the other categories. Um, I picked the the Batman, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Um, you know, and it's not. You know, some people will will dog on Hans Zimmer and and some of the more modern superhero movies as not having like a theme. Like, there's not necessarily a, a Batman theme that runs through the movies, and I. I don't know. I mean, there are times where I can kind of pick out what I think is the Christopher Nolan Batman theme. Um, but I do, I do like the music of those movies. I mean, I like the, you know, 
just the how jarring some of his stuff is, like from Inception, but also like the Why So Serious song from Dark Knight. Um, and love the that uh, the music. Is it? Uh, I think they're all named after the Latin names of bats from Batman Begins. I think it's uh, Molossus is the one where he's um, he's in the Batmobile trying to get away from the cops and get uh, Rachel back to the Batcave because she's been poisoned by the fear gas. And um, I got to watch out if I put that on when I'm in the car because then I pretend my car is the Batmobile. That is a great chase scene. Yeah. He's driving the, the mm-hmm. tumbler. That's... Yeah. And he goes, you know, things go dark. He goes into the stealth mode and yeah. they think he disappeared and all of a sudden, or, or he's driving on the roof and yeah. And you describe the vehicle. <clears throat> it's a... It's a tank. Tank. <laughs> What's, what street is he on? He's not on the street. He's driving across the rooftops. Um, so I had to include those. Included the Matrix trilogy. Um, loved the music. I mean, and, and it wasn't a style of music that was normally what I listened to. Um, but then I also loved how it kind of brought in, you had, you had kind of that, you know, punk and, you know, really heavy music, but then it brought in some other stuff like some, uh, you know, more, um, you know, Indian sounding music or brought in some other, you know, brought in other cultures to it too. And I just kind of like the mix of the sound from those. Uh, I mentioned Wayne's world. That was the first ever CD I bought. So I kind of throw that one in there. I really liked the Batman Forever soundtrack. Not a great movie. Uh, yeah, an okay movie. It's kind of fun. But um, the soundtrack was really good. I remember buying that soundtrack and listening to it on repeat pretty regularly. High Fidelity, great soundtrack. Um, my favorite line from that movie is when the dad comes in looking for the song, I just called to say I love you. Is, what, is, your, is your daughter deaf? <laughs> they say is she deaf or is she dead. I don't remember what it is that he says. Jack Black when he's for a record for my daughter for her birthday. I just called to say I love you. Do you have it? Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, 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 is she in a coma? Oh, okay, buddy. I didn't know it was pick on the middle-aged square guy day. My apologies. I'll be on my way. Bye-bye. Um, Animal House, great soundtrack. And then I, since Man of Steel got kicked off by Labyrinth, I had to, to throw it in on here. So. High Fidelity's so great. Jack Black <laughs> is great. No, I know. All right. That's out of High Fidelity. I've been listening to my gut since I was 14. Come to one conclusion. My gut's has brains. <laughs> nice. Awesome. There you go. All right. I've got only two that got to go on the honorable mention. Uh, you guys were talking. Don't give me that look. You threw extra rows on the bloody columns of the thing. And no, I mean, anger. you were, mm-hmm. Five in minutes six, ago, you were so yeah. adamant about God, I'm not doing it. I told you I'm not. I'm not gonna. This is his non-answer answer. I'm out. Go. Um, I'm going to the boat. Um, so, uh, gone in 60 seconds. Okay. The remake, not the original, but the remake. It's got some. It's it's got some fun compilation tunes mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, and just um, when. That's right. Yeah, I know when they're playing <laughs> Lowrider, and then um, when he walks up, and you know he he goes up to Eleanor, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know he's like, what was it, the '68 Shelby? You know, this is the car, mm-hmm. his unicorn that he can't get. What are they describing that? And whenever he touches the car, it's got that that kind of cheesy vocal, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. you know. And uh, so that's fun. And then the other one that I was going to mention, because I didn't put it down on my list, 
Eh, totally slipped my mind. So it could have been that important to begin with. Okay. So I guess that would be my. Uh, I guess no, we must know. I, I can't. What is it? I don't. I don't know. I can't remember it. Okay. Well, I'm going to mention two more then. You okay. Can, you you mentioned those it. two more. Um, then, one that I have not heard yet, and I don't even know what songs are on it. But I, every every person that I know that has gone to see it, it says it's an outstanding soundtrack. Is Baby Driver. Kale was just talking about was that. He? Okay. he said it was really, I, yeah. We have, I have some cousins who went to go see it, and they are just raving about the soundtrack to this movie. I don't even know what songs are on the soundtrack. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm now curious to go you know, get a copy of it or listen to it on YouTube or Spotify somewhere. Um, but, I, I mean, like, everybody I know that has gone to see this movie is just raving about the soundtrack. Cool. Um, the other one that I went to go see that I really liked the soundtrack of was Atomic Blonde. And I don't, did you guys ever get a chance to say it was a newer one? It was the one with Charlize Theron. She's the spy. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, that movie is just the, the fight scenes in that movie are just intense. Cool. Um, and but the music is all because it all takes place the week of the Berlin Wall coming down. So it all takes place in Berlin in the late right. 80s. And so all of the and then, of course, you know, this is a podcast run is 80s movies. So I'm a big there 80s it is. fan. Um, but it's all, you know. 80s music, all mid to late 80s, and just the, kind of the way they use it throughout the throughout the movie was great. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to go find a copy of this Baby Driver soundtrack because everybody I know that has seen that just is raving about cool. how good the soundtrack is and how well it just fits so seamlessly in with the movie. Cool, 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 cool. All right, I stalled for you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll have to call the love line when. Okay. Oh <laughs> shoot! I can't believe I forgot mm-hmm. about that. But I, I say. Uh, that one's a, a solid, like, mm-hmm. honorable mention for me. I mean, it, it goes in there, and it's like, yeah, the music's fun. It's a good compilation. I like mm-hmm. that part. Damn. I'm going to do this. Disney. Uh, Jeffrey! You said you weren't going to do it. I know. Jeffrey! But, I mean, what did you do, Ray? <laughs> what What did you do? Um, I looked in the trap, Ray. <laughs> Wait till I said that when, there, when we had the eclipse. I know. That was the best. <laughs> I looked at the sun, Ray. When we're all looking around different directions. I know. <laughs> this way, that way. Uh-huh. Um, no, uh, so there's some great music that came out of the Disney films. Yeah. That. You're a jerk. We're going to be here another hour. <laughs> I, I mean, so I'm going to go no, home no, no, see no. my kids, man. <laughs> so real quick, like something mm-hmm. that, that come to mind um, from Fox and the Hound, when you're the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one that will kill me every time watching Dumbo, mm. Baby Mine, mm-hmm. when she's and she's rocking Dumbo, but all I see is her trunk that's able to come out of the mm-hmm. the the wagon that she's chained in, you know, and all she can do is just reach her trunk out. And then uh, from Toy Story, you got a friend in me. Yeah. What a fun, yeah, what a fun tune, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and poignant and, and meaningful when you really sit and, and listen to, to the lyrics. Um, Toy Story 2, uh, again, heartbreaking, the song about uh, when Jesse is reliving mm-hmm. being given up, uh, when she loved me. You know, it's just like, oh my God, like, you know, you start, maybe not you, me. I started thinking about like all the old toys that I've. I know. Oh I feel so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean for them to feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. um, but the third one had a good message: give them to kids that want yeah. to play with. Keep them. it going. Yeah. yeah, keep it going. Don't just hoard. That's the and see that's the cool thing about that is it's it you know at first I was watching it, it was just like oh crap what am I going to tell my kids when we got to clean up the you know da, 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 da. but mm-hmm. then it was just like they're not having any fun sitting in boxes the kids have grown up. 
Now we move them on to other kids that will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when a great song. Yeah. Um, like even, you know, going back to Snow White, you know, how much fun was it when uh, the first time you heard the dwarves sing hi-ho? Yep. I don't know, just there, there's something about the music from a Disney movie that will either get your 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 toe tapping or your mind questioning mm-hmm. many things. Yeah. And and you start going into the, into a deeper level of, of thinking. Yep, um the, the songs from Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got no strings. I got no strings to hold me down, to make me red or make me brown. I hit strings, but now I'm free. What a great song. Um, or, and, and how that was reused in Age of Ultron to make Turn It Creepy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I can say the one Disney one that, that I, I don't think has been mentioned yet and probably won't get mentioned is Oliver and Company. Mm, I okay. love that one because it, it had Huey Lewis, it had Billy Joel, it had—I mean, it was a little more rock and roll, but um, yeah, I mean, that was a movie that I kind of always enjoyed as a kid. But a lot of other people were like, eh, whatever. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast; those are all the, the better ones. I'm like, well, I, I kind of like this one. Yeah, the music—I I always like the music. Yeah, I—there's I, I, so much music to talk mm-hmm. about from Disney that we we certainly don't have the time to, to dive into it. But you know, I just there were those few that I just wanted to mention because they've been sitting in the back of my head since last night when I started thinking about Disney songs mm-hmm. and saying, I'm not talking about Disney. We're not going to have the time for it. But, you know, again, if we're talking music in movies, it's got to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you put Fantasia on the list so we could talk about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm remiss in that, that, I mean, I love Fantasia and Fantasia 2000. I mean, that what a phenomenal concept. That's such a great way to celebrate music. Yeah. yeah. And really introduce music to an audience that normally wouldn't find it. Mm-hmm. You know, kids aren't going to find classical tunes. Yeah. They're just not. Oh, and everything, it's all steeped in stereo, steeped in stereotypes. It's all steeped sure. in, oh, oh, well, we're not going to listen to symphonic music or Beethoven or rubber, right. rubber, you know, people. But it's like... And you know what? That's what makes the West Wing such a great show. Not the one thing. There's millions of things. You mentioned the West Wing having to come He's on because pointing of the music. Violent way. Yeah. Um, that wasn't violent, dude. I mean, you know, but um, but that's what makes the West Wing so good is that you're watching intelligent people, and you you know you're watching people that are very educated, and all those characters, you know, they'll break down, and you know, Josh will go back and forth with Donna about something, but then he'll you know he'll ask her to. I just remember he asked her to come up with some briefs or some bullet points or something, and she had it there, and then he said, okay, well, and he was talking about some big philosophy of government, and he said, okay, well, that's good, but then it showed the the brilliance, of the intelligence of the man, where he said, but here's how that applies. Oh, okay, da, da. and then they can talk about art, and and, and they're, they're all educated people in terms of art, uh, or they're educated people, in ter- and it was just, you were watching a show of educated people, and I think he really made a point in he being Aaron Sorkin, whoever did the writing, to show that these people are educated in terms of music as well. They're knowledgeable about classical music. They might not, you don't have to be a musician to be knowledgeable. Look, there are these intelligent people. We're very lucky when we have them leading our country, but that's a dis- separate discussion. And um, they're, they're knowledgeable about these things. And so you get all this music in there that like Yo-Yo Ma's in the White House. Everyone could respect the music and what he could do. I mean, all the different characters and... Fun story about that episode. Every time 
that they wanted to shoot from a different angle or do a reshoot, he played it live. Cool. He was. Mm-hmm. They were like, "We'll we'll get a recording, and then we'll mm-hmm. just have you." And he said, "No, no, yeah, <laughs> I'll just play it." Mm-hmm. And they were worried about how well it's going to sync up mm-hmm. if they right. do is one angle from this take right. and one angle from this take. He, they said he played it the same each and mm-hmm. every time. That's cool. Mm-hmm. He was just that. I mean, that's so you get when you're professional, like right. You, right? Right. But that was um, he was happy to do that. Anyways, I'm I'm going off on a tangent, but I think it was I, just jumping back to the point where we have to talk about the West Wing because music was such an important part. It was in that show, and I think what was cool is they brought that on screen and showed intelligent people that saw the importance and intelligence in music and could break it down. And that's why Fantasia is so cool is it, it shows people that like, you don't need to be a genius. You just need to have some education to understand this music. But get yourself educated because it unlocks worlds. It's why we're not yeah. all reading picture books anymore. You guys are uh, language arts teachers, right? And re- you know, I mean, that kind of thing. What happens if like a language arts teacher told me like, you know, one time not getting into a book or not having to have a book that you need to work to understand is like trying to go out with someone and like saying, all I really want to know is your name. That's all I really need to know. What's your first name? Everything else is kind of unimportant. When you're getting to know someone and you're, you're building a relationship, you want to know what that person is about. You're not supposed to do that? Oh, okay. okay. If you're on a ship one time. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was funny. We've got to tell everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Well, so this is going to be a fun one to edit. <laughs> good luck. You have uh-huh. a couple weeks. Those of us who are about to die, salute you. I was going with the, I was going with the Roman Gladiator one. That's okay. What about School of Rock? Oh, that's a good movie. Music from School of Rock. Yes. Yeah. And still one of my favorite lines that I wished, if I ever just wanted to get fired, that I would totally use at parent-teacher conferences. I've touched your kids. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've touched me, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, Jack Black is my teaching hero. He's awesome. I don't think that says good things about me. <laughs> what are we going to do for episode number 200? I don't know. we got to start planning it now. Ugh. <laughs> Why don't we go home and get some sleep? I need to go home and drink for a while. <laughs> there you go. Um, best drinking scenes in a movie? Ooh. What could be best use of alcohol in a movie? <laughs> That's a lot of movies. <laughs> yes. Indiana Jones. Whiskey. Coming up after this one, I believe, is Batteries Not Included. Yeah. Batteries Not Included. Yeah. Uh, I, think batteries, batteries, I think batteries not included is our next one. So we, Great yeah, movie. we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. So kind of getting a little yeah. out of track of, of what just, our next movie I, is. I, I sometimes get out of sync and I just mm-hmm. remembering of two weeks ago when we did right. Spaceballs. Sorry. Right. You mean last week when we did Spaceballs. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, when is that now? <laughs> just now. We what? ain't found. <laughs> what happened to then? Mm-hmm. How can we watch the movie? We're still in the middle of making it. It's the mm-hmm. newest thing in movie technology. The right. movie comes out before we're done mm-hmm. making it. That's right. Sir, I found it. Merchandising. Okay. Uh, so our next movie next time around is going to be uh, Batteries Not Included. So and then we will... Uh, Jessica yeah. Tandy. Mm-hmm. You've grown it. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Um, Just loves but, it. But uh, yeah, so thank you for joining us for our 150th episode, which is probably going to get broken up into like two or three episodes or at this four. point. Or four. Or seven. Or... Uh, so actually our next episode will be episode number 200 uh, so that's why we have to start planning now because <laughs> this is going to get broken up into 50, 50 episodes toes. there you go um, yeah alright well you can find us at 30podcast.com if you go to our website oh, you can find us song. on uh, Twitter what, 
from Adam's Family Values, the Thanksgiving song. Oh yeah. What about ninja? What about like, ninja rap? Eat me. There you go. What about ninja eat rap from Ninja Turtles too? Ninja, ninja uh-huh. rap, ninja, yeah. ninja yeah. rap. Oh, go man. ninja, go ninja, there go. You go, go ninja, go ninja, go. You know what song I did nobody's, nobody's gonna know at all what you're doing because nobody can see you. Yeah, but then they gotta recognize the sound. It was well, from Austin Powers. I don't, I don't know if they will. I, hopefully. But not. it made me think of a song that I wanted to mention that I had on my list and I took off my list. Yeah, go for it. Um, actually, the whole soundtrack uh, from Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yeah. But specifically, Josh. Yeah, where was that? Man, I saw that on your list. I ended up taking that off my list. Okay. All right. Pulled it off the list. But Jai Ho is. Jaiho was such a great tune. Mm-hmm. I played it in class the other day, and one of it was so cute. One of my one of my students, uh, she stops in the middle of class. She goes, "This song's in my language." That's cool. <laughs> she was very That's happy awesome. about that. Yeah, we yeah it is. There you we, go. Uh, we played that in the band one year. When that, oh, when did you? Right yeah, yeah, you did. The kids loved it, and then when, I want to learn the dance to it. And then oh. one kid, uh, a couple of years back, yeah. one kid a couple years back says, "Can we play any Indian music?" I said, "Well." The only thing I can offer is Jai Ho. <gasps> she was Indian. And she's like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's awesome. So we pulled it out one day and we played it. And that, she was just happy as a clam. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to end this because yeah. we're going to keep talking. It's going to keep going. Uh, so 30podcast.com. You can find us there. All the other places, 30 podcasts. Uh, Ocean's 11. Shut up. Ocean's 11. Just stop. Sorry, no, that was my just honorable stop. mention. That was my honorable Wait, mention. Okay. All right. The original? Uh, With Sammy Davis singing uh, 11? Well, I mean, no, no, no. No, no, no. Well, you're tell, wrong. We're okay, done. No, wait, tell, no, no. Goodbye, folks. Tell my wife I love her. I might make it home at some point. I, no, that was... If you hear this... <laughs> that was great, but I, I, that would, for me, be... I'm blinking twice to let you original. know I'm here against my will. Whoa! I haven't what? seen the Time original. Time out. I haven't oh. seen You've the never seen the original I, Ocean's we've Eleven. We've discussed this. Say have what? we? Yes, we discussed I this. I remember discussing You were this. kind and nurturing to me. I came to you well, and not I said... anymore. I said to you, I said... You should have fixed that by now. I asked you, I said, hey... That ship has sailed. I said, I... We had... Hang on, hang on. By the way, did you ever pick up the Rat Pack Time Life uh, special? Magazine? No. I will bring it in alone to you. Well, thank you. Don't do anything unnatural to it. But let <laughs> <laughs> her take it on his ship. Don't take it on a boat. Okay. No, but I came in and I said, Jeff, just out of curiosity, the original Ocean's Eleven, I've never seen. And you're like, okay, you got to see it. And I said, okay, but is it cool because it's those guys? Or is it cool because it's a good movie? And then we had this whole talk and you're like, no, it's a really good movie. And those guys kick it over that. And we had this whole talk. So it wasn't like... I'd forgotten that. Yeah, we did. And you were kind and nurturing and happy. Well, you should have corrected your mistake okay, by now, well, and you I haven't. So now I'm upset. It. Well, you've never seen uh, the one with Robin Williams with Good Morning Vietnam okay, yet. Okay. So, I mean, we, we've, we've all got our now. things. We've all got our things. We've all got our things. Yeah. Enthusiasm. <laughs> but that was going to be my honorable mention. Okay. Is the, what they do with the music in the, the redo of the Oceans movies. I really like it. It's okay. kind of like spastic. It's got some... Um, cool, like, uh, you know, acoustic instrument, like big band kind of stuff, then there's rock, and then it, it's it's just kind of cool stuff. That was my other honorable honorable mention. Okay. Love you guys. Peace out. All right, <laughs> All right we're going to end this before Pat keeps talking or if somebody else comes up with another song because it's going to happen. Can I go home now? You can go home now. Okay. All right, we're all going home now. Well, thank you. We love you all. Enjoy. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go listen to some good soundtracks. And we'll see you all next time. See you later. Pat's going on a boat.
I'm going to vote. You, dude, you like added Rose and added Disney to the conversation. You know, you're like, I gotta go home. I'm sorry. I just, I got. That's all. I'm, it's I'm good. sorry. It's good. But you were nurturing about the Ocean's Eleven thing. Oh, I tried to be nurturing. You, sometimes. you were. Okay, so you can't go like what, dude? Well, I can because you didn't watch it. Yeah.